Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host, Susie Hunter, and this is a very special episode, like a little after-school special, but instead of learning about the dangers of doing drugs, we're going to learn about the dangers of being a Rockies fan. No, I'm like exaggerating a little bit, but listen, we wanted to do a check-in at this point in the season now that we are heading into the All-Star break. And we have all these great baseball dudes all across All City Network with lots of opinions. Um, And also, you know, we need some outside opinions, too. We might be in a little bit of a bubble here watching the Rockies every day. But I wanted to get I wanted to get some feedback from other dudes. So here is the gist of the show. So we're talking to Derek Montilla of PHNX. We are talking to Herb Lawrence of CHGO and Ryan Herrera of CHGO. So we're checking in with their teams. We're getting their predictions for AL and NL champs. But the the thing that I like really roped them into doing, I'm like, okay, I want you to say one nice thing about the Colorado Rockies, and then I will give you the floor to roast them as you see fit. So it'll be fun. Uh, we're going to start off with Derek in Phoenix. Uh, and, I mean, listen, they've got a lot to talk about down there, too, because the Diamondbacks are actually kind of good. Joining the pod now, Derek Montilla of PHNX Diamondbacks. Derek, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Had a happy 4th of July. How was how was your holiday? Oh, it was great. This will air much pretty far after 4th of July. So <laughs> you just totally blew my cover, me getting work done ahead of time. No, more importantly, though, um, are the Diamondbacks good? I, I believe so. I think they're good. I don't know. It remains to be seen. They've faced some tough tests this year, and they haven't really passed a lot of those. There's you know a lot of their tougher opponents. They've lost the series. Uh, they've they've kept from being swept, but uh, it's it's kind of odd. It's not only the big series against the you know better opponents, but it's also uh, when Chase Field seems to be packed. Uh, whenever that place is filled up to the brim, it seems like the Diamondbacks aren't able to come through with a win. So far in the five most attended games at Chase Field, the Diamondbacks are zero and five. Yeah, why can't they win when people actually come to games? I don't know. I mean, we've said that they've uh, been playing kind of low-key baseball for a while without very many people coming to games for a few years now, so maybe that's part of it. Uh, I also think that, you know, one of the things we've seen about this team, honestly, over the past two seasons is when they press, when they get to that point where everybody's trying to get that big hit, uh, nobody can get a hit. So it almost feels like that's kind of the situation. They're, They're clutch factor might not be very high right now as a team they're still getting they're they're still taking care of business against teams they should though and i think that's why they have the record that they do and they haven't been shut out this year or swept so i mean those are big reasons why this team uh, somehow remains in first place in the nl west 
I mean, that is huge. And plus, you guys have so much great young talent. Yep. I want to talk about Corbin Carroll, your all-star. He's the best. He's just so great. And it's so such a great story, right? Like him having his first all-star appearance in his rookie season in the town that he grew up in in Seattle, starting in the all-star game. Like you couldn't ask for more, but he deserves it. He's been outstanding for this team. He honestly has been the team's MVP and he's a huge reason why they're in the position that they're in. He's just, he's good in, in almost every way. I think the only way we've seen him kind of, we've seen him make some defensive mistakes at times. So he's still kind of growing as a defender in the outfield, but uh, he, he just seems to be able to be good at baseball in every possible way. Yeah. Now, um, when you were looking at this season before it started, did you guys think at this halfway point, y'all would be leading the NL West? No. No, not at all. And I mean, I think that that anybody that says they thought that is probably just crazy or just maybe a super fan of the team. It, it, it was hard to say that with this team still kind of growing and being young like they are. I mean, even right now, they're in a difficult position because they're better or, or they're good faster than they thought they would be. So now with this trade deadline coming up, they might have some difficult decisions to make that they weren't really prepared to make at this time because they didn't imagine that this team would still be in in first place in the NL West. I think that we predicted them to be more around 500 and and thought that they would have a difficult time making it into the playoffs, which still might be the case because I think the toughest part of their season still or their schedule still lies beyond the All-Star break. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens when they have some key matchups down the stretch against the Dodgers and the Padres and and see some of those teams that they haven't seen since April. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I still, I, I still am skeptical at times. But I think the fact that this team find way find ways to win uh, and and new ways to win all the time, it, it they they really do seem like they have something special going on. It does. It's it from our perspective, even though it's very hurtful for us here in Colorado, <laughs> it does seem like you guys have a very special season on your hands. Do you see the Diamondbacks as buyers or sellers in this coming trade deadline? If you were to just pick a side, which one are you picking? They have to be buyers. I, I think if if anything, we'll see them not make any moves, but I don't think they'll be sellers. The buyer situation with them is strong. They really do need help at starting pitching because that's their biggest weakness right now. They have two really good starting pitchers and then not much after that. And in their defense, Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson have actually been quite good lately. And honestly, even better than Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly in their last couple of starts as compared. But the Diamondbacks still really need a, a big, starting pitcher they're kind of right now in a weird you know like we, we kind of talk about levels and like you know you get that core that you build around a level one level two is when the team starts performing and succeeding and you can see them making the playoffs or at least sneaking in with like a wild card you know kind of situation and then level three is when you add that big free agent or that big trade where it kind of puts you into that you know championship contention kind of category and it seems like the Diamondbacks just skipped right through level two this season and went to level three right now at the trade deadline if they can acquire that big arm. It really does feel like the young guys have been leading the way and have been performing at a much more mature level than we expected them to this season. I mean, even Corbin Carroll, we we had our expectations for him. We didn't think Corbin Carroll was potentially going to be hitting 20 home runs this season, let alone possibly 20 before the All-Star break. So like he, he he has been such a special part of this team. I just really, I think it's going to be a situation of, of the trade market and who is going to be sellers. It doesn't look like many teams in Major League Baseball are going to be sellers because so many 
teams are still in it as far as their division goes. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing too, especially with the new playoff format, so many more wild card spots. Like yeah. really any team is just a co- or not any team, but a lot of teams are just a couple games out of potentially being in it. Now, talking about the the <coughs> um the trade market deadline, um is there anyone from the Rockies that you would want to see on the Diamondbacks if in fact the Rockies happen to be sellers, we never know, and the D-backs happen to be buyers? No, hard pass. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, one, I'm just joking. I, I mean, look, I, the the Diamondbacks definitely have a lot of. Uh, I think they have a lot of uh, weaknesses still, despite the fact that they their their roster is strong in like left handed hitting outfielders and and in a couple of other ways. But I don't think the Diamondbacks are out on any pitching really when it comes to it, and especially relief pitching. That's something that the Diamondbacks might look like try to be looking for some sort of, uh, you know, possible bargain deal on because they know that they might not be able to get much in the trade deadline as far as like a big name. Right. So um, I, I, I think that the Diamondbacks would definitely look at, at the Rockies bullpen for sure. Hey, we got a good bullpen. They're a little worn out lately, but we've yeah, no, got I get a good it. bullpen on our yeah, hands. I know. I know. And, and we've experienced that in playing the Rockies. The Diamondbacks have struggled against a lot of teams bullpens, So it's kind of hard because from us, from our perspective, watching the, the, op, the opposition bullpen at times always looks much better than the Diamondbacks. But I think fans and even we doing me and Jesse doing the show, it's, it's kind of a perspective thing because the Diamondbacks bullpen has been good at times, but like you said, they've been overworked like the Rockies bullpen has. They've, they've had to work a lot of innings and Lavello has kind of relied on a couple of guys in particular that have put them at like, you know, a lot of innings of work so far. And so uh, they, they could really use the help to kind of relieve some of the relievers here after the all-star break. Don't we all need the help? Mm-hmm. This kind of leads me into my next um, uh, part of this interview. I I think I warned you about this. I'm going to need you to say one nice thing about the Rockies, but mm. then I will give you up to 60 seconds to roast them as much as you want. Are you ready? I I'm yeah, I think I'm ready for this. All right, say a nice thing. <sighs> the choice of purple as a team color is a very good choice. Y'all are killing me. <laughs> It's a I'll fantastic it. you choice. Kind of, you kind of said I'm a nice huge, I'm a huge fan of purple, so I have to uh, bring up the purple color. Your That's... hair is still purple. You it are won't go away, Susie. Fan. Every single morning I wake up, it's still there. I expect it to be gone. It's not. It's still there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm regretting my decisions. See, this is when we talk about my expectations about this team. I did this based on the Diamondbacks not having a winning record in April. I said they would not have a winning record. Ep- record in April and if they did I would dye my hair like Lourdes Gurriel Jr one of our all-stars and uh, that happened so I have a lot of regrets here uh hair here hair uh that's kind of the theme of my show lately we have a lot of regrets <laughs> <laughs> all right do you want to roast the Rockies I do want to roast are the you Rockies. satisfied with what you've already said I mean I'm, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna win over some Rockies fans with my roasting of the Rockies right. I'm not yeah. gonna attack the team or the players in any way shape or form uh are we ready do we have time on the clock yeah, I'm my fictional uh Your fictional watch. watch. All right, let's go. What are you doing, Rockies ownership? Your stadium is filled to the brim every single night. We talk about the Diamondbacks not being able to perform in front of a lot of people. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe you can't perform in a lot in front of a lot of people. But with all of that money you're raking in, you could definitely afford to spend some more on your players on the goddamn field. 
Are you kidding me? What would we would give to have a stadium, not only that beautiful, but connected to a shopping plaza like that and have all of those people attending games with all of that revenue? How are you not spending more money on this team? This team is in the NL West. You don't really have a choice. You either don't exist or you spend a lot of money. The Diamondbacks should not have to be a team that's out contending you uh, and even out spending you potentially. And come on, let, like, let's be real. When you're in that category of the Diamondbacks, outspending you you've really reached uh, uh like a new low when you could be affording the uh, the amount of money that you could be spending on players i get it the chris bryant thing really didn't work out but that's fine sometimes you miss you admit your losses and you move on but you don't stop trying you got to keep trying that's 60 seconds wow I, I don't felt, even care how long it was. That I feel was, passionate about that. Like that I'm was a, really like, moving yeah, yeah. for someone who uh, you know does not cover this team or live in Colorado <laughs> or necessarily follow the Rockies. That was a very impassioned speech. Yeah, Derek, thank I, you. I, I mean, I, it's the way I feel about a team that actually is like. Look, I you know I. I went to my first game at Wrigley Field just recently, and I was overwhelmed with just. The, the stadium and the amount of people that were there, just everything about it, like the baseball history. I'm, I'm, I love baseball. So going to Wrigley Field for my first time, I felt feelings. And to be honest, at times I've seen, you know, Coors Field look a lot like that, you know, where there doesn't seem to be an empty seat in the house and it's beautiful. You have beautiful views of the skies and everything else going on. Baseball on the field isn't great, but still people are there to watch it. And like, uh, you got to feel some sort of responsibility to provide those people uh, with the best team that you can put on the field when they're showing up every night to watch your team. Exactly. Exactly. We listen, I feel you. Um, before <laughs> I let you go here at this halfway point, who do you see as our AL champs and our NL champs? Where do you see the rest of this season going? Ooh, that's, that's really interesting because like the Rays have really come down to earth and it's hard to deny what the Texas Rangers are able to do in any given game. They have some great pitching that was unexpected and their offense just seems to be unstoppable at times. So I'm going with the Rangers in the American League. And again, I hate hate to do this because of course I want to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I feel like they do have a po possible chance to contend, but they're, I feel like the Diamondbacks, the way they're constructed, it, their chance at, at being in the World Series relies too heavily on what they do at this trade deadline. Right now, the way that the teams are constructed, the Braves have to be your favorite. They just keep going on these long winning streaks. They have this unbelievable team. I mean, when you look at the National League All-Star roster, there's a reason why there's so many Braves on that roster. So uh, I think the Braves are going to be hard to beat. Yeah, that roster is a little too heavy with Braves players right now. And you know what? They, oh they don't even have Max Fried back yet. I know. I know. Crazy. I hate that. It's kind of like the Dodgers, right? It's like the Dodgers are just two, what, two and a half games back right now in the NL West, mm -hmm. and they are missing two of their best starters. So, like, I don't feel comfortable about the Diamondbacks' chances because the Dodgers are going to get those guys back before the end of the season, and they're going to possibly go on a roll. It all depends on how those guys perform when they do come back <laughs> and how fast they get back to that level that they were at previously. Yeah, the Dodgers always find a way to just, like, get into the postseason and crush yeah. it. Ugh. Yeah typical yeah, it's the worst it's but the worst. uh listen you guys have something real special going on down there uh looking forward to following all the rest of your coverage Derek, where can we follow you follow me on twitter at cap underscore caveman with a k and of course our account over at phnx underscore dbacks all right hey thank you so much good luck with the rest of your season we will talk to you soon thanks Susie.
Oof, I did not bet on getting absolutely annihilated by Derek Montilla there. But speaking of bets, we got to talk about Bet365. Uh, Bet365 pioneered live in-game betting. And today, Bet365 offers a wide range of games and markets available for live in-game betting. And Bet365 has more than 80 million users worldwide and live streams of more than 780,000 events each year. Plus, they are a proud partner of the Colorado Rockies. You can get a better price on chosen markets for select games with Bet365 Boosts or Bet365 Super Boosts. So also, uh, yeah, stay tuned on our Twitter because we're going to be, you know, we're going to be sharing some of our favorite in-game bets. But you can turn a dollar into $200 of bonus bets when you bet when you join Bet365, so download the app, deposit $10, claim your $200 in bonus bets, and as soon as you place a best bet for $1, uh, you'll be able to claim that. So yeah, download the Bet365 app, use code DNVR365 when you sign up, must be 21 or older, um, but yeah, with Bet365 baseball early payout offer, you're a winner if your team goes five runs ahead with an instant payout. Parlay and same game parlay selections will be marked as winners. So download the app. Again, use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help and wants help, Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, I need. Uh, I might need some uh, injury lawyers after getting absolutely roasted by Derek. Uh, but good news, Backus and Shanker might be able to help me. Backus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help because Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. It is free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to talk with someone about your case. There's no fee while they work on it. Absolutely no fee unless they are winning for you. And they've done it a lot. They've won more than a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado. And they're covering all of Colorado. They have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Because Backus and Shanker, too, they have the strength and power to win your case. They've got more than 30 lawyers, more than 100 staff. But Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. So car accidents, motorcycles, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So when you think of injured at work, I think of Tulo. So dial all twos, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free because Backus and Shanker wins. Um, all right, we're going to pivot to... Another team in the All City Network that um, has definitely let down their fans and not quite lived up to expectations, the White Sox. They've had a very chaotic, very chaotic season, I feel like. And uh, Herb Lawrence of CHGO White Sox is going to gonna break it all down for us. But here's our conversation. Joining the pod now is Herb Lawrence of CHGO White Sox. Herb, how are you doing? How's your summer? Susie, I'm doing well. The city of Chicago is a buzz right now. We just had the NASCAR thing here this weekend, and now we're having beautiful weather. And, uh, you know, I'm doing well. The White Sox, on the other hand. Not yeah, let's talk about the White Sox. Also, all of the AL Central, um, kind of a mess right now. What is mm -hmm. happening? Well, 
this is the thing with the White Sox. They just want to compete with the rest of these people in the AL Central. And as we see with the standings, now with the more balanced schedule this year for 2023, the AL Central is all under 500. Uh, the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians, I think, are currently at the top, while the Tigers are four games out and the White Sox are only five and a half games out. The thing is, if you haven't been paying attention, the White Sox are 12 games under 500. And they're still in their division. That's how bad the AL Central has been this year. And that's why the White Sox are in a conundrum right now where they should where they should stay or should they go for the AL Central. And they have about a month to decide if they're going to trade these people or get some reinforcements. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? How do you see this playing out? Do you think they're going to end up being buyers or sellers? Mm-hmm. There's two different answers there. I personally think that they're going to, maintain status quo and do nothing they're gonna offer they're gonna you know listen to offers and then eventually rick Hahn will do his thing where he comes out every year after the trade deadline and said well you know i'm very disappointed that we didn't do enough and then it'll be the whole tim robinson in a hot dog suit trying to find the guy who's responsible for this type of meme right there this is rick Hahn's every year um trade deadline spiel or it's hey we're getting this player back from injury it's like getting a trade acquisition uh, deal right here. So I think they're going to stay, Pat, what they should do, where this is a seller's market. The White Sox theoretically could win the AL Central if they just go on a hot streak and the rest of the team stay how they are. So they can win the AL Central. But what they really need to tell themselves is we're 12 games behind 500. we We're not necessarily competing with the rest of these teams in our division. We're competing with the top of the teams in the AL. So can we beat the Yankees can we beat the Boston Red Sox the Houston Astros etc etc the Texas Rangers no cool let's trade our valuable assets away you know you'll keep most of the people who you think are the future Luis Robert who is an all-star for the first time Dylan Cease who is uh second in Cy Young last year those players are not necessarily untouchable but they're close to untouchable but everybody else somebody calls for them and you get a deal that's close you have to trade because the seller's market is valuable for the White Sox. Everybody in the AL Central is thinking that they can win the AL Central. If you go the opposite way and say, we're going to sell instead of acquiring, you can go for 2024 and be better suited instead of trying to go for a division just to get beat in three games in October. Yeah, I mean, it's also got to hurt White Sox fans to think of the possibilities of being sellers right now when just a couple of seasons ago, that window was open. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's, this is the championship window. This is where the White Sox are supposed to be. My uh, former partner, Chris Tannehill, said this rebuild that Rick Hahn, the general manager for the White Sox, did is as far as the Lucas Giolito contract takes them. And Lucas Giolito is up this year. He's uh, going to be a free agent after this year so theoretically the window is closing really quickly because firstly the white Sox have had a bunch of injuries a lot of underperforming players and now we're at the end of the whole window and so they have to think okay do we re-sign lucas giolito who's going to be way past our point of uh, where we like to sign players to extend our window or do we close it out that window and then try to do another rebuild because the bad secret about The two guys who run the White Sox, Kenny Williams, who is the executive VP of baseball operations and general manager Rick Hahn, they're not going to get fired. Kenny Williams won a World Series in 2005. He'll never get fired. And Rick Hahn's been on the job for at least 10 seasons. 
where he's only won or had two playoff appearances and only one in a full season. So he's been a made man forever. Even if this season ends the way it's supposed to end with the White Sox under 500, he'll still have a job after this season. So White Sox are in this hopeless feeling right now, just waiting for ownership group to change so that ownership group can change the front office because the front office is what's making this team just horrid to look at and uh, not getting better every day. You know what? Uh, A lot of the things you're saying about the White Sox are definitely things we here in Colorado can relate to being frustrated with the front office, with ownership, having seasons where we do nothing at the trade deadline, which is what the Rockies did last year. They were the only team who did nothing at the trade deadline. Um, uh, So, yeah, dude, I'm right here with you. I am right here with you Um, now here at this like, you know, halfway point of the season. How do you see the rest of the season going? Who do you think? I need some predictions from you, Herb. Who are our AL champs? Who are our NL champs? Where do you see the rest of the season going? Well, I think that the Texas Rangers have shown you that they're the top team so far in the American League. And the thing about that is the owner and the general manager, Chris Young, former MLB pitcher, Chris Young has done such a great job of retooling this team and then going out and getting those big-time free agent names you know you got the injury today to or this year to Jacob DeGrom, but he went out and got him. And, uh, and it was a sore spot for Denver people, but John Gray is now a Texas Ranger. Same thing with the White Sox fans. He traded Lance Lynn away to get Dane Dunning, who's doing awesome. And then not to even mention the Corey Seegers and the Marcus Simeons of the world, they're battling. They're doing well. They're taking Houston's division and putting them way down at the bottom. So I think they are the class, them and the Tampa Bay Rays. But if I had to pick out of the two, I would go to the Texas Rangers because I think they have the resources to get the players they need at the trade deadline where Tampa will be mostly dealing in, you know, prospects for players instead of um, going to spend big time money in the offseason. So I think they're the Texas Rangers are the class of the AL and for the National League. Hmm, those Atlanta Braves, man, they got what, eight all stars now. Yeah, they're just they're just really hard to beat with all the pitching stars that they have and all the young, great available talent they have is Sean Murphy and Austin Riley and Olsen and Albies. And I even mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr. Like they just have talent over talent over talent. And when you got Spencer Strider at the top of that rotation, it's tough to beat. So those two teams, I look for them to be meeting in the uh, all or the uh, World Series later on this October. Um, have you guys played the Braves yet? We have not played the Braves yet. Good luck. <laughs> we yeah, didn't have a at, good time there. Right after the All-Star break, I believe the White Sox go down to Atlanta. So it's not going to be fun. Dylan Cease is from the area, so maybe he'll a nice homecoming. I hope he doesn't have to face that lineup. I hope most of those guys are just like, you know, uh, jet lag from coming back from Seattle. And they're like, ah, yeah, let me take a day off with Dylan C's playing because, yeah, I just mentioned all those players in the lineup. It's just the murderer's row. How did it go for the Rockies? Did it go also uh, three? Four, four games. Uh, we got swept. Whew. Whew. Where yeah, was it that? Was, in Colorado? No, no, no. This was in, uh, this was in Houston, uh, in Houston, in Atlanta. Oh. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, that, that, this NL All-Star team, it's all Braves, it's all Dodgers, and, like, a few other guys. It's mm-hmm. kind of insane. So, yeah, I definitely – I agree with your takes going into this second half. Okay, we're going to have a little fun here. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe not mm-hmm. fun for me. I'm going to ask you to say one nice thing about the Colorado Rockies, but also I will give you the floor 
to roast the Rockies for no more than 60 seconds. Are you ready? So which one do I do first? Say say the nice thing first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I think the Colorado Rockies have a top five stadium in major leagues out of the 20 or 19 that I've visited so far. Coors Field is undefeated. It's a uh, vistas are beautiful. I love being there. Um, even though the one time I was there, I was pretty high considerably. Uh, it was the first time I ever tried edibles, and Colorado's uh, you know, thin air made me extra high. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you have a pitcher with my last name, Justin Lawrence, is doing well this year with a sub three ERA. He's doing very well. And if I ever need to get a Colorado Rockies jersey, Justin Lawrence is the jersey that I would get. Now, the bad thing about the Colorado Rockies, I don't think most Rockies fans would agree with me. Trading Nolan Arenado for a players, and one of those players was Austin Gomber. He has not been great at all. It's not the player's fault that he got traded to a high elevation place like Colorado and the balls flies, but the management signed Nolan Arenado to a long-term extension the year before, and then a year later, like, now nah, we're good on one of the best, if not the best, defensive third baseman of all time. It didn't make sense. It does. It doesn't correlate. And then after that, they went out and got Chris Bryant and paid him a bunch of money. And you know Chris Bryant; he's hurt all the time. And I'm a Chris Bryant guy. As a White Sox fan, you're, this is the the biggest Chris Bryant guy you're gonna find because I went to his debut game versus the Padres at Wrigley because I knew the guy was gonna be great, but he has fallen off the table. The Rockies' front office moves are incongruent. Trading away. Um, Arenado for pennies on the dollar just to get Chris Bryant the next year, which is weird. They could have did all these things, kept Trevor's story, and been competing in this uh, AL West, which is real tough. But still, I think the Rockies uh, management needs to get their stuff together. You know what? Um, I think you have echoed a lot of the feelings of our listeners, of the Rockies fans. The Nolan trade will never make sense to us. But it happened, and all we can do is move forward. Um, I will. I'll work on getting you a Justin Lawrence jersey. Do you know about the sweeper? Do you know about his his pitch? The sweeper. I do not. I do not. Oh, I will send you some materials. But the sweeper is sweeping the nation. Like he has T-shirts now. The whole team has T-shirts that said "Caution Sweeper." He's kind of a star. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I'm in because that man has a great last name, and he's uh, performing at a high level. It's not very uh, seldom that you get. Uh, a person in the major leagues with your last name. Cause I usually put my last name on jerseys that I do get. So mm-hmm. finally I can get one that with the actual player gets trading to the white Sox, So it'd be easy and make his number 23. So I wouldn't have to change it myself. I was going to say, is he on your wish list now for players that you wish the white Sox would pick up? I mean, I don't know where, who we would get from the uh, Colorado Rockies or who we would trade the, to your team. But uh, I would always have a Lawrence on my team. They always win. All right. Herb Lawrence, thank you so much for joining the pod. Tell us where we can follow all of your great baseball coverage. Well, on CHGO White Sox on YouTube, uh, that's uh, CHGO underscore White Sox on, on the Twitter machine. Myself, Wall 23 that's just Lawrence spelled backwards with 2-3 for Robin Ventura, my favorite White Sox baseball player. I love it. Hey, good luck with the rest of your season. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Susie. We love Ibotta. But listen, they are giving you cash back on things that you already buy, like groceries, online purchases. Hey, maybe even a Justin Lawrence jersey for Herb Lawrence out in Chicago. But all you have to do is upload your receipt after shopping and watch your cash 
watch your cash back grow. So you can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Uh, so you can either link your loyalty account or you can upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It is literally that easy. And Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps will give you points that don't really amount to much. But with Ibotta, you are getting real cash back that you can cash out into your bank account, into a PayPal account, or to gift cards. So the average Ibotta user earns about $120 a year in real cash back, and that could cover an entire food shopping trip. Listen, we know inflation is hitting us real hard. The typical basket of groceries, meanwhile, is about $50 more expensive than it was at the end of 2022. So you could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta to go towards your groceries. Uh, or you can use that cash back to, you know, get a flight for this summer that you've been eyeing up, that game that you've been dying to go to, a fancy dinner. Maybe you need some extra money for your Taylor Swift tickets. Uh, who could it be? It's me. But you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start when you start with Ibotta. That includes Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And Ibotta is DNVR's. Uh, they are sponsoring our spotlight coverage of the Nuggets' first ever championship. But right now, Ibotta is offering listeners five dollars just for trying Ibotta by using the DNVR. By using code DNVR when you register. So go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code DNVR. So Ibotta is I B O T T A. Search for that in the App Store or the Google Play Store and use code DNVR. All right. Blazing Good Deals. Speaking of Blazing Good Deals, Kind Love. Kind Love is so excited to be the official or to be an official partner of DNVR. Uh, and uh, also they love partnering with a local brand. We're just a bunch of locals here. Uh, we love Kind Love Cannabis and always get such a great consistent experience with Kind Love. Quality, integrity, consistency, variety, and safety is what they are all about. And they are one of the OG dispensaries in Colorado. They've been around since 2010. They are known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Authentic genetics, patient grow techniques, and one of the highest quality brands you're going to find in Colorado. And plus a fully integrated seed to sale. They are breeding their own genetics. Uh, they have this control grow process, good packaging. It's kind of like farm to table, but for weed. And they recently launched a game-changing product Known as the Turbo Core, it's a 100 milligram stick that looks exactly like a toothpick. It's the size of a toothpick, and it is a full-spectrum cannabis concentrate designed with a pointed tip so you can slide it into any joint, into a blunt, into a cigarette to instantly infuse it. And it's also vegan, um, with, and it's all natural, no chemical processing whatsoever, and they just launched a new infused pre-roll line, a turbo joint. The turbo joint be turboing is what I've heard about it. But that turbo joint is just absolutely ridiculous. But it's the same technology as the turbo core. And it, um, yeah, it's potent. It burns significantly smoother than other infused pre-rolls on the market. It won't melt or it won't be messy uh, it burns slower, so it's much more flavorful too. And uh, that turbo core, or the turbo, 
The Turbo Core, Turbo Joints, and Kind Love Flower are sold in more than 100 stores around the state, not just their own. But you should definitely check out their stores. Uh, they've got one in Cherry Creek. They've got one in North Denver. If you mention DNVR, you are going to get the exclusive DNVR listener discount of 25% off all Kind Love Flower pre-rolls and their whole Turbo Joint line. So head to their website, kindlove.com, to take, take a look at their menu ahead of time. But go into the stores in person. Use code DNVR. And that's that. Yeah. We, okay, we're going we're gonna to talk to one more, one more of our friends, Ryan Herrera of CHGO Cubs. So we, uh, yeah, the Cubs, are, the Cubs are one of those teams that are tough to figure out too. But Ryan Herrera is going to break it all down. And, of course, he has lots of great things to say in his roast about the Rockies. But yeah, let's listen to Ryan Herrera of CHGO Cubs. Joining the pod now is Ryan Herrera of CHGO Cubs. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm very good, Susie. Thanks for having me on. It is thunderstorming in Chicago right now. So if like you just hear banging all around me, it's that's like the rain smoke in my house right now. It's it's, it's coming down pretty bad, but we'll I was going to say we've had some really chaotic weather out here too. So I, I feel you. Um, uh, all right, the the big question here, how are the Cubs? <laughs> That's a big question, but it's hard to it's hard to answer. It's like <laughs> the the hardest it's this is one of the weirder Cubs seasons I've I've seen whether it's in my job that I have now or like growing up in Chicago watching Cubs baseball like I this team is so hard to put together because it should it should be better, right? And some of those, you know, fan graphs projected records or whatever say they should be like 10 games over 500 which they're not they're they're currently i think they want to say like they're six six games under 500 right now 39 and 45 um they're a hard team to figure out because they have games where they will you know their offense isn't they're not built around their offense but their offense comes alive and then they mix that with solid pitching performances from the starters and the bullpen has figured things out and they look great and then they go on like a three-game losing streak with a bunch of heartbreaking losses so it's no, the Cubs aren't to answer your question. They're not in a good spot right now. They're six games under 500. They're seven games out of first place. We're getting what less than a week now till the all-star break till the all-star game. They're in a spot right now where they absolutely, honestly, they need to win the rest of the games going into the all-star break because if not, they're still going to be far out of first place with only a few weeks to go until the trade deadline. And, looking like they may be in a spot where uh, they're going to be selling off some parts again, which I know the front office doesn't want to do. I know fans don't want, I know I don't necessarily want to cover another trade deadline, sell off myself. Um, it would just be bad optics all around. So they kind of have to go on a run here to, to try to avoid that. Yeah. It's only been a couple of years since the big fire sale of 2021. I remember, I mean, one of my big memories of my time going to Wrigley, I was there right before the fire sale and I was there right after it, and it was two very different vibes, two very mm -hmm. different teams. But y'all picked up some really exciting pieces in the offseason. You got Cody Bellinger, you got Dansby Swanson. How are your new stars panning out? So Dansby Swanson, I think, has been everything the Cubs could have asked him to be in uh, with this contract. I think he just hit his 10th homer yesterday, which, you know, you want a little bit more power halfway through the season, but you know, it, it's he's not being paid all that money just specifically to be a power hitter. He's a, he's a really awesome locker room, you know, teammate clubhouse presence. Uh, he's awesome defensively at shortstop. Like he, he made the reserves as an all-star for a reason. I, 
I don't I haven't looked at the stats in the last couple of days, but I, I would assume he's still leading in like defensive run saved or whatever as far as shortstops go. Um he's still hitting very well. Yeah, again, he had his tenth homer yesterday. Um I, I think especially when you consider what some of those other shortstops on that market got in the offseason, Dansby Swanson has just been maybe the best value pick of those four. You know, Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, uh Xander Bogarts. I I know his numbers as like a couple, like last week, maybe when the Phillies were in town, he, he was having better numbers than like Trey Turner. Um, I haven't compared him to Correa or uh, Bogarts recently, but I know that when, when the Phillies were in town last week, um, or well, I guess when they played the Cubs, they, uh, the numbers were better for Dancy Swanson. Um, um, Cody Bellinger has been, I was going to say, Cody Bellinger has been a little up and down because he had an awesome April, like an awesome, like best, one of the best months of his entire career in April. Um, and then he started May off slow, got hurt, missed a month, and then really hasn't picked it back up. I do believe, and we, we've seen, obviously we've, everyone's seen the potential Cody Bellinger has, right? Like that 2019 season was crazy or whatever year that was. I think it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, insane. And so we know how good of a player Cody Bellinger can be. Injuries obviously hurt him a lot the last few years. Um I do think he's a healthier player. I mean, he's, he, he does play great defense in center field. He did have that month in April that shows he still got some of that in him. The injury obviously derailed him. I mean, again, a month he missed. So um, if he's still trying to find that timing and get the, you know, get right at the plate, that could be a factor. But um, he hasn't been quite at that level since the calendar flipped to May. And now that the Cubs are kind of getting into this, like they need to win now and they need to win as much as they can. Um, he's got to be, he's got to play better as well. Um, just because that's, that's a bat that they're going to be relying on to kind of carry them over these next couple of weeks and, and, and force the front office to actually add parts instead of sell them off. Um, so they need Cody Bellinger to be better, but, um, I, I think there's, there's something in there. I, we've seen it already this year, uh, how good he really can be. I think there's something in there. He just got to, you know, he just has to pick it up. Yeah. Now, do you see, the Cubs being buyers or sellers this coming trade deadline. If you were to just like pick a side right now, what are you picking? I think I'd lean sitting here today. Obviously, this is July fifth. <laughs> yeah, so today. we're gonna. This is before. Yeah, we're air, <laughs> doing this interview a little bit before we're airing it's it. Okay. But okay. as of right now, we're, how are you feeling? Hope I didn't blow that up. Uh, <laughs> so sitting here on July fifth, I think the Cubs are selling. Um, just again, where I've said they're six games under 500, uh, seven out of first place. They still got two more to play against the Brewers, three against the Yankees to go into the All Star break, and you know it's gonna take it's gonna take some much better baseball, consistent better baseball from the Cubs to avoid selling. Uh, I don't look at it and see that the Cubs are going to sell any anyone worth value and blow it up again. Like I don't see that happening. Um, so that goes into like. Marcus Stroman. I don't know that I see them trading Marcus Stroman. Um, Cody Bellinger is another one that, like, if he can build some value, maybe they keep him around. Like, he he may be a little bit more of like a option to sell than I see Marcus Stroman being. But there's, you know, some other guys in that starting rotation: Drew Smiley, Kyle Hendricks, that may have some value that they may look at trading. But I can't say um, with certainty, even if they do go into sell mode, that they would, you know, again sell off their most valuable pieces. Um, but if I'm going to be honest, I don't – the way the Cubs are playing right now, unless they really turn things around quickly, there may not be much room left for them to 
force their way into buyer status. And even if it's buyer status, even if they do buy, it's not going to be big splash deals. It might be uh, more minor moves. But um, at this point in time, I'm kind of looking at it as they're probably going to trade a few pieces and see what they can get in return. Mm -hmm. All right. Speaking of of pieces, I want to talk about uh, Chris Bryant. When you guys, Mm -hmm. when Cubs fans think of Chris Bryant, do you guys still follow him a little bit? Do you still see what he's doing with the Rockies Uh, in general? Like, what are the feelings about Chris Bryant in Chicago, his former team? Uh, Well, I mean, as far as following Chris Bryant, I I think most of it is just following if he's injured or not injured at that point in the season because that's as has been it's pretty much what the last year and a half has been for him since he signed in Colorado which is a shame because he you know at one point in time was an amazing player with the Chicago Cubs um as far as fa- Cubs fans go I think they look at it as right now it looks like it was the right move to to move on well, from from the core but that, that that might be a whole different story if you bring in Anthony Rizzo and all the other guys but for Chris Bryant specifically um I think Cubs fans are starting to feel better about the move than the movie they were going on two years ago. now, just because, you know, the, he hasn't been living up to that contract he signed in Colorado. Right. And, and, you know, it's not, you know, injuries happen. We know that. And you can't fault a guy for getting injured, but just the way that it's gone, it's like, okay, now you can stomach the fact that they traded a guy who at one point looked like a generational talent because he's, just hasn't lived up to the money they would have given him had they kept him around. So um, I think Cubs fans would feel a lot better if either Caleb Killian or Alexander Canario, uh, Alexander Canario become anything at the big league level. The guys they got in return for Chris Bryant when they traded him to the Giants, like that's <laughs> that plays a part and they feel a lot better if either of those guys become major league contributors. Um, but right now, I think the way people in Chicago look at it is a little bit of like a dodge the bullet kind of sense. Just, a guy that, and again, it's like, I, I hate saying that because Chris Bryant was so beloved here in Chicago, but it's like just the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy for the last year and a half while he's been in Colorado. Like that, that means something as far as, okay, maybe they, maybe this front office did make the right move in and moving on. Interesting. All right. I, you know what? I've been wondering what your take was. I'm glad I got it. This kind of rolls into my next question. This is what I'm asking all the guys. I need you to say one nice thing about the Colorado Rockies, but then I will give you up to 60 seconds to roast them as much as you want. Are you ready for a nice thing? Yeah. Um, I, the nice thing is they play at Coors Field and I really like Coors Field. And if Anyone that plays MLB, MLB the show knows if you're going to play a home run derby on the show, you got to go play at Coors Field so you can hit 500 feet. Um, that does that work? Is that my good thing about the Colorado Rockies? I'm not even kidding. Herb said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Uh, I mean, it's 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 tough. I'm sorry, Susie. Like, it's tough because they are they the they are the worst team in the National League right now, right? I know they're not the worst in baseball, but they I am pretty sure they are the worst in the National League right now at the time of this recording. It just you know it it hurts. These are tough truths that I need to hear, but it's like oh, the nice thing you have to say like if it isn't even about the team, it's about our stadium. I can't this? with you guys. I literally can't. How about this? I, I can I can modify it a little bit. At one point they did have a better record than the Cubs. This was like in the last month. They did have a better record than the Cubs at one point in time. And maybe a little bit a little bit nicer of a thing to say. So that- you know what? That is a better, <laughs> nice thing to say. I like that one. All right, now you have the the floor is yours now to roast the Rockies. Go. It's I don't I don't want to roast the Rockies too bad. I just it's it's sad to see just the continued 
inability to build a winner. <laughs> it's 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 very tough to see. And I know you know Rockies fans. I mean, what was it ninety something when the Rockies were be, became a franchise? Ninety something. So this is our thirtieth anniversary season. So ninety three. Ninety three. There you go. So it's like it's not like it's a spectacularly long history of losing like the Cubs had for 108 years, but 30 years is a long time to just not, not feel great about where, <laughs> where the franchise has gone. Um, you know, I, yeah, well, I, they're, they're last place, the last place in the national league. I mean, that's just kind of the easiest way to put it is they're not a good team. Um, they haven't really been a good team all year. Um, maybe, you know, they got, hopefully they got some, some stuff cooking in the minor leagues. I, I won't claim to be a, master of knowledge of the, the Rockies minor league system, but hopefully they got some, some stuff cooking down there because they're, they need to inject that place. Cause it, I mean, like I said, course field is an awesome place an awesome venue. Um, I'm sure Rockies fans are, are great and want to come out and support a winner. Right? It's like I compared it to Oakland and we saw that, that game where they, you know, sold out the, the, uh, the ballpark or whatever on that mm-hmm. one night. Um, you know, Oakland A's fans want to go out and support a, a team that wins. Arizona Diamondbacks want to go out and, and support a team that wins. Colorado Rockies are in the same position. Rockies fans, they want to support a team that wins. Um, and so it would be very nice to see the Rockies be able to put a winner together because, like, we've seen it in, like, 2007, right, that um, that big run they had that was you know, 16 years ago. But we've seen it. We've seen the Rockies and how much support they can give that team when they have a, a winner on the field. And you know, I can't again, can't fault them for the, the Chris Bryant contract, right? Just like we can't fault Chris Bryant for getting injured, can't fault the Rockies for trying to do something. Um, just didn't work out as so far. Uh, and they need to obviously make the moves to make it work out. Well said. Well said, Ryan. Thank you. Before I let you go, now that we're at this halfway point of the season, who do you see as being the AL champs and the NL champs? I want your Ooh. predictions. American League champions, I think I would be remiss to not say the Tampa Bay Rays, who are still very much a, a good baseball team, <laughs> just up and down. They're, they're awesome. And while, you know, we're seeing other teams start to get hit by the injury bug here lately, um, namely the the Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels. The who, Anaheim <laughs> Angels. Oh, my gosh. I still, you're I still, insane. Go, I still <laughs> go with the Anaheim. <laughs> um, no, like, I mean, not to say they were major contenders, but there's other teams that are getting hit pretty hard with the injury bug. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are still kind of just chugging along. Um, and so I can't, I can't not pick the Tampa Bay Rays uh, to win that. Um, as far as the National League, the National League feels so wide open to me just because it's, it's overall been so mediocre <laughs> this whole season, um, whether that's in the National League Central, who uh, everyone's pretty awful, or um, just throughout the National League where the wild card has been anyone's, uh, it's been up for grab for anyone. Um, but I guess I'm going to go with uh, the Braves, another team that's just been really good. And that, you know, the, okay, I picked the two best teams in the American and National League, right? Like, wow, okay. Uh, but those, like, the, the Braves are, you know, what, two years removed from a World Series title. A lot of, you know, they have eight All-Stars or something like that. Um, they're obviously a really, really good team. A lot of depth, a lot of strong players. And another team that has just kind of been chugging along while other teams are starting to falter or, or being inconsistent or getting hit by the injury bug. So um, those are my two picks and those might be the easiest ones and everyone's going to roast me for not going more bold, but yeah, raisin, raisin Braves. Raisin Braves. Series. Listen, you would be crazy to not say the Braves at this point in the season because they have just been electric. So I get yeah. it. 
But you know, hold on. I said I had one more question. This is the last question before okay. I let you go. How satisfying is it that the Cardinals have been a disaster this season? <laughs> it's it's honestly been such a shock to see. And because we were sitting here, what, four months ago, and the Cardinals felt like the easy favorite in the division. And, like, you know, the Brewers felt like, oh, like they could make a, a run, but the Cardinals are still going to win the Central. Like, it, that's just – that's just how it's been for, I mean, my entire lifetime. It's just the Cardinals um, running the division. You know, the Cubs the Cubs went in and, and took it for a little bit there, but the Cardinals obviously took it back. The Brewers throw their punches. The Reds and Pirates have just been pretty sad overall since I've started watching baseball. Um, no, the Cardinals being as bad as it, not even just not being in first place, just being as bad as they are is – arguably the biggest shock of the baseball season arguably the biggest shock of like the last decade for me is, is i did not expect to see the cardinals be 10 plus games under 500 for multiple weeks on end so um i'm sure cubs fans are loving it i know cody our, our my co-host over at chgo cubs absolutely loves that the cardinals are this bad and absolutely loves that you know wilson Contreras is struggling but because he's the one that jumped over to the to st louis um yeah it's for Cubs fans, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's pretty satisfying. As bad as the Cubs are themselves, the fact that the Cardinals are much worse probably helps take away a little bit of the sting, so to speak. Like it's, yeah. it, it helps it a little bit. It doesn't help it a ton because the Cubs are still bad themselves. But like the Cardinals are, Cardinals are worse, and that Cubs fans will be excited about that. I gotta say, Rockies fans, with the whole Nolan Arenado situation, we kind of feel the same way too. <laughs> Ryan, tell us where we can follow all of your great Cubs coverage on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. I tweet a lot of Cubs stuff, so if you're if you're interested in the Cubs, I know a lot of Denver people. There's a lot of Cubs fans out there, so there are. You, you go ahead and, and and follow me there. You can find me at on, on Instagram at Ryan underscore CHGO, uh, and of course follow our Cubs accounts at Cubs underscore or at CHGO underscore. Let me look it up real quick because I can't now I can't think of it. Uh, but yeah, no, our Cubs account. CHGO, it is. It's a CHGO, CHGO underscore, underscore Cubs, Cubs, right? Yeah, at CHGO <laughs> underscore Cubs. I, I confuse myself because I have the CHGO at the end. It is at CHGO underscore Cubs if you like Cubs stuff. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Susie. This is always fun. Thank you for updating us on what is happening in the Windy City. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your season, Ryan. You too, Suze. Thanks. All right, listen, it's been a tough scene with all these Rockies roasts. Luckily, I have my Shady Rays to block out all of the haters. Take on the haters. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. We are calling these, these frames the Deion Sanders. I'm not really sure... I don't think that's official. I don't want us to get sued or anything, but this is like the vibe that they're giving. But Shady Rays, they are an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair we've owned or we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics, perfect for outdoor adventures, perfect for just being a vibe by the pool, but that is not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you break your pair, even on day one, whoever wrote this copy is personally attacking me because this has happened to me. They will send you a brand new pair 
No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. So together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through the Shady Rays Impact. They are building play sets for pediatric cancer patients. They are providing young adults with MS, outdoor activities and adventures. Uh, so Shady Rays, they are making an impact in your community and lots of communities across the country. They're doing it now. They'll be doing it for years to come. So you can shop their entire brand new collection. You can shop them online or you can see it all in person at the Park Meadows Mall. It is the full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair. You can return them for free within 30 days. So you don't even have to worry. There is no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So this is exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. So try for yourself the shades rated five stars by more than 250,000 people. Whew. Guys, this has been, what a breakdown this has been of the season. Let me take these off so I can see y'all clearly. Uh, we have a great weekend of coverage heading up for you. Of course, we're going to have all the latest on the MLB draft over the next few days. So keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye on our DNVR Sports YouTube channel. But also, you can follow all the latest updates at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. You can also follow me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Uh, Alyssa, do you know what we say about me closing out a show? It's a damn mess. I don't know how to do it, but we will talk to you guys Sunday post-game. See you then.